You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. When it comes to a starting lineup, everybody loves the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare that the pros love, LA Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at getjackblack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-size intense therapy lip balm SPF 25 in natural mint. Here's to the winning combination of the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black, $10 plus free shipping, available at getjackblack.com with the code TEAMJB while supplies last. We've been saying for weeks and months that this offseason should be a big one for the LA Kings, and on Thursday morning, they made the first big move of this offseason, acquiring forward Victor Arvidsson from the Nashville Predators for a second-round pick in 2021 and a third-round pick in 2022. Not much to say about what it cost to get him, but plenty to say about Victor Arvidsson, so I reached out to two guys who, between them, have probably seen every game he's played in the NHL and international competitions. Voice of the Nashville Predators, Pete Weber, and from NHL Sweden, Sixton Funkist. Joining me now, voice of the Nashville Predators, Pete Weber. How are you doing today, Pete? Doing very well, Jesse. Yourself? I'm excellent, thank you. I know we're pulling you out of a youth hockey tournament to have this conversation, so doubly appreciated. But let's talk about Victor Arvidsson. The Kings acquire him this morning for a second-round draft pick in 2021 and a third-round draft pick in 2022. And right off the top, Pete, uh, this trade has two um, markers that I think you love to see if you're an LA Kings fan, and that is Nashville fans don't like it and Nashville players don't like it. Um, how good a player is Victor Arvidsson at this point in his career? It, when Victor is healthy, he is absolutely tremendous. He was the guy who actually, I guess we're going to have to refer to them now as the glory years of the Predators, <laughs> uh, 16, 17, 18, 19. You know, when they went to the final in 17 and tried to duplicate the Kings feat of 2012, being the last team in, got to the final but couldn't complete the deal there. But he's the guy, and I know it doesn't sound like a fantastic total, but 34 goals in a season is the Predators' single-season record. He did that, and, and not a full schedule. So in a three-year span, he scored, what, 96 goals. And uh, Peter Laviolette, then the coach of the club, said, he is the guy who drives the team's bus. He is the guy, when he's going, sparks the entire team. And I think that's something that you have to hope he can recapture by being healthy with the Kings. The narrative that's run around uh, social media this morning is that he's just had bad shooting luck this season and maybe even last season. Some of it might have been related to the thumb injury, uh, some other sort of nagging injury, yes. an odd season. So ignoring the fact that he hasn't put up the numbers that he did earlier in his career, is the rest of his game still where you like to see it? For the most part, yes. And I think in, in many ways, we, all of us, throughout every bit of hockey, have to look at the last two years as something that have been so you know much an aberration mm -hmm. with the stoppage of play in the middle of March in 2020 to finish out that year uh, through this season, which was truncated to 56 games, I think you'd just say, what sort of flashes did you see? And when Victor was healthy, he was productive. 
it's probably reductive and overly simplistic, but one of the things I've come to look at as a guide for how effective or, or how much trust a team has in a player is how many minutes they play in a game. So Arvidsson, uh, in yes. his first season, played uh, over 12 minutes. The next two seasons, he played over 17. Then he plays 19 minutes in 2018-19. The last two seasons, down to between 16 and 17 minutes. How much of that is injury-related? How much of that is just his game slowly regressing? I think it's mostly injury-related and then coming back to the lineup off injury where you have to get going for a while before you can be in condition enough to be able to handle those minutes. So that's what I would say. Is is he as popular in the locker room as it appears based on the, you know, obviously Forsberg had the uh, the big thumbs-down emoji. I mean, what kind of guy is he in the locker room? Uh, having not been in the locker room for a year, uh, <laughs> well, I, I can't enough. really say from direct, <laughs> for direct observation, but I think he's quite popular. And, and I think those uh, responses uh, slash reactions that you have seen on social media are a pretty good reflection of that. And and what about the fan base? I mean, obviously fans love a guy that plays with his heart on his sleeve and goes out there and gives it his all. Yes. It seems like that's the kind of player we're looking at here. Yep. Plus that, he loves dogs. Well, there he you has, go. <laughs> Perfect. You know, I mean, if, if you love dogs and you play that hard, I think you've got all sorts of sales points in your favor. <laughs> but check those boxes off. Yeah, he... he uh, he is a guy that uh, gets along great with the people. Yes, he's short in stature, but when you look at the history of the Predators, and there was another guy who, Predators and Kings, Cliff Ronning, mm-hmm. who was pretty good being short in stature. Well, let's focus on that briefly. I, I still, you know, I, I just, I grew up in the era where, you know, big equaled good and small equaled question, <laughs> question mark. And, and it's taken me a long time right. to sort of erase that um, architecture from my, my thinking. He's five foot nine, uh, but I think 180 pounds somewhere in that neighborhood. But does he play yes. bigger than he is? I mean, it seems like he does. But but like, yes, are he, we at all concerned? He's not that afraid his... to get his nose in front of the net. Yeah. Okay. He he goes he goes to the tough areas. So uh, in a way, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll I'll label him this way for you. And this is in Predators fans' terms. He is a shorter Patrick Hornquist. Is there any concern that his style of play combined with his size might make him? Uh, more prone to an injury. There's always that possibility. Uh, and heck, I put guys of larger dimensions, mm-hmm. uh, bigger players like a Jimmy Schoenfeld back in my days in Buffalo. I think his career was shortened because he went all out on every play and had no concern for his body. So uh, it, it, I think we can't lay it all off to size. So we've talked about what a great player this guy is. You know, drives uh, offense on the team. Great in the locker room. Fans love him. Team love him. So the question sort of lingering in the air is why is Nashville willing to get rid of him for just a couple picks? I think it is purely, and this is going to be kind of like a Chicago Blackhawks question from they were in the midst and had to shed salary cap. Mm -hmm. I think that that probably is more of it than anything else. Do you think that, because um, I was speaking to uh, <clears throat> my dad, um, we were wondering why, if you know, if he's such a good player, why not? Why Nashville wouldn't ask for a player from the Kings prospect pool? Is this just a, a situation where the flat cap has depressed the market for players like this who have a you know 
term and and contract size going against them? I believe in that, and I also didn't look for any trades made before the expansion draft to include bodies, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that makes your uh, your whole justifying your spreadsheet, if you will, more more difficult. Excellent. Well, Pete, I appreciate the insight into Victor Arvidsson. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm going to let you get back to that tournament, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Great talking to you, too. I have ex-Saber Derek Plant here in town, one of my old buddies from those days, and his son Max is playing very well in this U.S. Select tournament right now for the uh, 15-year-olds. Well, best of luck to Max Plant, and best of luck to National next year, Pete. Thanks, as always. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jesse. Well, it feels like we just spoke to him talking about draft prospects for the 2021 NHL entry draft, but it's always a pleasure. So sixth and fun, Chris, welcome back to All the Kings Men. How are you doing today? Hi, Jesse. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm fine. Like we said before starting recording, it's getting pretty hot here in Sweden, but I'm, I'm in no position to complain given what's going on elsewhere in the world. Honestly. Yeah, so, it's getting hot. I'm everywhere. doing fine, actually. <laughs> well, good to hear. Good How to are hear. you? I'm excellent, thank you. We are avoiding the heat wave for now, but uh, I feel like just saying that it'll be uh, it'll be here before we know it. Um, but hot news uh, recently for the LA Kings—they yeah. acquire Victor Arvidsson for a second-round pick this season and a third-round pick next season. Now, Victor Arvidsson is from Sweden. You're from Sweden. I realize that's a, <laughs> a simple connection to make, but uh, you've watched him play in uh, international competition in Sweden. Uh, you know, in uh, games in Sweden and, of course, for the Predators. So what is your impression of Victor Arvidsson? I was actually looking through his uh, stats just prior to logging on to this call because I was kind of curious. There was one thing I didn't couldn't wrap my head around, and that was his 34-goal season a while back, which is what everyone is pretty much talking about today, at least in... In in terms of what he can accomplish with the Kings. And uh, I mean, the only thing that kind of stands out there is that he had a 17% shooting percentage that season, which is quite high. But I mean, he is a prominent goal scorer. He's shown time and time again, he he can produce uh, on his own and he, he sets up play for, for, for his teammates. And uh, I mean, he, he's a speed winger. I like him a lot and he's versatile as well. Uh, the only downside is he's been a bit, I'm not gonna say injury prone. I'll I'll use the phrase plagued by injuries rather because it feels like he's been a bit unlucky. I mean, he was hit. I think he was in the bubble or just prior to the bubble last season. He was hit by a puck in his in his chest, and I think he, at least he fractured or maybe even broke a rib. So I mean, and that was a, a friendly fire shot. To be to be to be fair, it was Matthias Ekholm fi- firing from the blue line, and well, you don't want to stand in front of that. No matter no, who you are, no, so, you so uh, I mean, he's been a bit unlucky, I gotta say, uh, over the past few years. But, but uh, I mean, he's a versatile winger. I, I really like this move for the Kings. I really do. They p- paid a pretty well cheap price, I gotta say. Obviously, the Nashville Predators wanted to get rid of some some cap, and uh, I guess uh, they didn't have uh, all the cards on the table, so. The Kings kind of held held the held the cards here, and uh, I think they paid, paid a decent price to get a winger who's bound for a for a bounce back season. I gotta say, yeah, this is the kind of move that I think people have been saying for six months, twelve months, eighteen months, whatever. They say, okay, Rob Blake has done a really good job of hoarding draft picks, acquiring prospects, but there haven't been any quote unquote creative moves. You know, they've just been sort of doing paint-by-numbers rebuild. This is the kind of creative move that I think people were complaining has been missing. And 
just personally, I don't blame the Kings because you have to worry about the Seattle expansion list and salary cap <laughs> implications and blah, blah, blah. And so, but this move, it looks like helps Nashville out of a bind, not only with the cap, but also in, in their Seattle expansion concerns. Um, yeah. While not stressing the Kings cap or expansion list. Um, you talked about Arvidsson as being quote unquote plagued by injuries. The conversations have all sort of revolved around that idea you know, he took a huge hit in, in November of 2019. Apparently, since then, his numbers have slipped. But in his defense, it's two weird shortened seasons that those numbers have come in. Yeah. And he had a tremendously low shooting percentage this just, just completed season. So I'm curious, you know, obviously, I don't expect him to be 100% of that 17% shooting uh, season. But from your perspective, having watched him play growing up and then in the NHL, Let's say we're talking about an 85% effective Victor Arvidsson off of that top season. What kind of player is Victor Arvidsson? I think depending on where you play him, but I mean, obviously they haven't uh, traded for him to be a bottom six player. So he's a he's a clear-cut top six player. And uh, while the offseason is still pretty young, I'm guessing the Kings as well are going to make a few moves. And like you mentioned, the, the Seattle Kraken lurks. In the depth of the expansion <laughs> draft here, uh, but uh, but I mean, you're you're only going to lose one player uh, to the Kraken in the in this expansion draft itself, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. And uh, I, I expect Arvidsson to play a top six role in the with the Kings. Obviously, that's why they got him. Uh, I expect him. I, actually, I hope for him to be healthy because uh, what when he's healthy, he's a constant threat uh, threat on the ice. And if he can be healthy, I, I, it would it wouldn't be, I mean, completely out of the blue to to get seventeen twenty goals from him, for sure. Uh, that's 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 pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't say bar minimum, but I mean, he he scored uh, 31, 29, 34 goals, and then a steep drop to to fifteen on a shortened season uh, last season, and now a bit of a unlucky season here as well. Uh, yeah, I mean. Depending on what you surround him with, I expect him to play on the power play as well, and obviously that will increase the chances of getting both points and goals on on the board. And uh, I, I I really like this move, I really do, because partly because I mean I I really like Victor Arvidsson as a player, or uh, maybe I'm too fond of him uh, given his history, but uh, I I I I do like this move. I, I I can't really stress that enough. I'm aware that I make uh, lazy leaps of uh of of thought and i try and i try and weed them out um of my repertoire as much as possible but i know i do it and i when i see a question or or a topic spring up time and time again and i know i fall prey to it i always want to just find out if there's anything to it that's a really long preamble i apologize but here's the dumb question it feels like (laughs) it feels like the kings have acquired a disproportionate amount of Swedes recently. <laughs> um, and so my question is, and I, I've seen a bunch of people suggest this and I, and I, look, it occurred to me on my own. I was talking to uh, <clears throat> my dad the other day and we both sort of thought it, does it help a player like Victor Arvidsson come to a new team when there's already Leish Anderson, Adrian Kempe, Tobias Bjornfoot, and then in the system you have uh, Samuel Fagamo and uh, I know I'm forgetting that there's, you want to say guys? I'm forgetting some of them off the top of my head, but uh, I mean, in terms of, I mean, just being able to 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 speak Swedish and get someone 
it's a new city. Uh, yeah, new exactly. That, exactly. That, yeah. you, you know, you have someone from your own background back home. Yeah. Uh, all those guys you kind of mentioned there, they're not from the north of Sweden. All of them okay. are pretty much Stockholm and, and, uh, and uh, south of that. I can't really pinpoint all of them, but I'm the Stockholm area and then south, down south. Uh, Victor is from the far north of Skellefteå, not far north, but pretty much up north uh, of Skellefteå, which is about an hour plane route north of Stockholm, uh, about a thousand kilometers north of uh, where I live and uh, 800 kilometers north of, of Stockholm. So they're up uh, pretty close to the polar circle. Uh, he, he, he's born right outside Skellefteå where he played his youth hockey and also his uh, senior hockey in Sweden. Uh, so he's a, he hasn't moved around a lot because he made his move from Kågedal, which is just <laughs> a few miles outside of Skellefteå, to Skellefteå, and then uh, from Skellefteå to Nashville. So he's, 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 I think he'll stick around in, uh, unless uh, the Kings move, move him. And uh, I think he, like you said, I, in terms of being able to, to kind of translate the Swedish culture or his own culture, whatever that might be right now, uh, into the L.A., uh, framework yeah of course it'll help to have someone from sweden to you know get the simple questions uh, straight and straight away and I, I wouldn't be surprised if if all of those swedes he used to play with have, have already texted him and you know came up with suggestions and stuff like that because sweden isn't a huge country and the swedish hockey for sure isn't so so uh, it's pretty close knit. Uh, I expect. So in, the, the, the longer short of it is, yeah, it for sure it, it it'll benefit him for sure. But I mean, just listening to him talk, um, like Zoom calls and stuff like that, he speaks his English is better than well, pretty much anyone's. So uh, I I expect him to kind of make a natural transition to 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 LA and all the <laughs> all everything that LA has to offer, which is quite a lot. Two totally unimportant notes um, based on that. Uh, one in uh, in Chaleftia. Did I say that right? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> he played with uh, George uh, Bud Holloway and uh, Oscar Muller, who were formed previously in the King system. But also, I uh, based on our previous conversation about the draft picks, when you mentioned Victor Hanboy, um, I struggled with wrapping my head around how that that spelled word could be pronounced <laughs> that way. <laughs> We can have a Swedish one-on-one with you later Yeah, on. well, so I, I did a deep dive into some Swedish uh, language tutorials on YouTube and discovered really? that, uh, that that SK, uh, or no, SJ, is it SJ and SK that can both be pronounced? Yeah, uh, okay. and the STJ and yeah. uh, quite a lot of few others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so when you said Chaleftia, all of a sudden my mind, I had to quickly do the trans, because it's, for those not aware, it's spelled S-K-E-L-L-E-F-T-E-A. And, uh, yeah, and the Swedish. A has like an umlaut on it as well. Yeah, so pronounced O. Uh, Although I also is... discovered that they're not umlauts in Swedish; they're just no. their own letters. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. but it's the simple way of explaining stuff. Yeah. Uh, so heads up, well, just... and S is occasionally pronounced ch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look out. The thing about Kolefteo is uh, someone uh, actually Ivan Majeski, the former NHL, he played here in Linköping for quite some time. And when they were to play in Kolefteo for the first time, he went. I know he went to to one of the teammates and went, "You kidding? We're playing in we're playing in a town called Sheleftio," and that was pretty close in <laughs> as well. So, uh, yeah. All right, excellent. Well, thank you as always, uh, Sixton. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And uh, hopefully, it cools down out there. <laughs> Likewise.